Warning, warning. Three idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercom. Please cover your ears and await further instruction. Hello and welcome back to uh, Discovering SCP on episode 17, episode 18 on... Is it episode 17? Doesn't really matter at this point. Uh, it is episode 17. Uh, episode, last yes. episode plus one. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I guess I must be Tanhani, even though I don't know the things he should know. Uh, this is Darnell, my friend, and we have a special guest today. Uh, yes, oh, oh, uh, yes, yes, we have a special guest. guest, and I am Darnell also. Okay, who is our guest, Darnell? Uh, guest, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Boris, uh, Boris Sixten. Um, no, wait. <laughs> I think I found Mission Control. <laughs> yes, this is, um, uh, what, what are you better known as on YouTube, my friend, Boris? Um, on YouTube, I'm Boris. I'm um, WW, I guess. Yes! Or something, or something like that. Leaves all the best boy. comments. <laughs> um, we love him so much. On SCP, I'm called Boro610. Nice to have and, you on uh, the show. Yes, and Boros actually has some experience. I believe you've mentioned you've translated some SCPs to Polish wiki? Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't have any actual experience. I'm, in the sense, I'm not a writer for the SCP wiki, but mm. I translated uh, a few articles for the Polish branch. It's awesome, uh, man. Uh, I mean, like 10, maybe a dozen. Or... Well, that's pretty good. Something like that. Yeah, it's way more than I've done. No, uh, seriously, that's really awesome. Most of them last year, and like two uh, in the past few days, I guess. Nice, nice, nice. I hope to read one of yours next time we do an international. So I think that'd be a lot of fun. Or actually, no, because you you've only been porting them to the Polish wiki, not Polish SCPs to the English wiki, right? No, no, no. And uh, okay. Uh, truth be told, I'm not really that much of a reader of the of the polish wiki mm -hmm. uh, like there is some very good stuff but it's not translated okay. um, mm -hmm. but other than that i i really prefer the, the original one so to speak right, no i yeah. totally understand the polish wiki doesn't have tanhonia sense oh me. yeah i mean <laughs> it has a few of his articles really oh, i, I mean know that. Obviously, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, one of them I translated at 2874. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's but... awesome, Boris. Thank you so much. See, look how interconnected all our lives are. You and Tan have this have this vast thread of fate between you, and I'm, like, kind of on the side, you know? <laughs> well, how connected we all are. <laughs> how connected we all are. No, but seriously, it's great to have you, Boris, and we can't wait to hear your thoughts. But, Dan, uh, unless we turn this into a Slice of Life podcast, how about you tell us how many SCPs we have? We have four SCPs today, and they are not connected in any way. I failed the Discovering SCP fan base. I couldn't think of a theme this week, so I just picked some articles I like. That's fine. Is my mic coming through, by the way? It looks like it's cutting out on Discord. Yeah, it looks, it sounds fine to me. Okay, cool. So what yeah, do we have, then? Fine. Do we have... We oh, what did you say, Boris? No, just that everything is fine at my end. Yeah. Awesome. So, so, so disregard. Um, how many do we have? Four. Count them. Four. Ow. One, two, three, four. Three, done. four. Yeah, there we go. Boris gets it. And we're going to begin right, so... with uh, SCP-1171 by Dr. Everett Mann. 
Also, I'm going to be really mad if at least one of these doesn't have a script with three-plus people so Boris can't read. be very, very mad. Well, maybe I'll do the reading and you and Boris can do the script. I love that. You know what? I like that a lot. And uh, this article is titled Humans Go Home. Oh, is this going to be like a Planet of the Apes article? Well, does that happen in Planet of the Apes? I mean, isn't the whole point of Planet of the Apes that they've taken over and they don't want the humans that came back from space there anymore? I don't. I, I've never seen the original Planet of the Apes. I like the... Yeah. the, the but there's, this is an SCP article in front of us. Let's not talk about Planet of the Apes. Right, of course. Item Go number. SCP-1171. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures. SCP-1171 is currently occupied by Dr. Oh, no. Dr. Dr. T- Boris. Dr. Boris. Yeah, that actually fits. No, it doesn't, but it does now. Who has established yeah. a false identity as a technical writer. Is this true, Boris? Uh, Boris? Uh, I'm not allowed to, contractually, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Of course. A tall wall has been erected around the backyard, and all anomalous windows visible from the front of the house have been fitted with shutters. For security, several agents have moved in under the guise of lodgers. Oh, so this is like inside of a lodge. Mm. Okay. Oh, oh, is this going to be a bunch of monkeys on a typewriter? Because they said false identity is a technical writer. I think you're connecting Planet of the Apes here too much. You've got to step beyond the No, that's, that's not, that has nothing to do with Planet of the Apes. That's the saying, if no. you put enough monkeys on typewriters, they'll you, make a brilliant story. I don't think you've got monkeys on the mind, because that's a very tenuous connection. Sorry. <laughs> so, description. SCP-1171 is a two-story house in blank Queensland, Australia. It was built in 1958 and has been owned by several families, most of whom reported no unusual activity. The anomalous properties of SCP-1171 manifest on various windows of the house. Regardless of relative humidity, a layer of condensation is continuously formed on the window panes. The source of this moisture is as of yet unknown. Oh, so they're like anomalously concealed. Mm. Also, I just realized in the SCP universe, if anywhere is going to have a ton of anomalous things, it would probably be Australia. Yeah. an entity hereby referred to as scp-1171-1 communicates by writing in the condensation as though it were running an appendage along the surface of the window oh like when you draw in the shower it's all foggy no biological traces have been discovered on the windows that can be attributed to scp-117-1 two-way communication can be accomplished by writing back scp-1171-1 is apparently an inhabitant of another world calling itself buramont it claims not to be human and is actively hostile to humanity. It believes Dr. Blank to be an entity similar to itself. Please... Uh, Dr. Boris, please. Dr. Boris, sorry. I'm sorry, Doctor. Please see interview logs SCP-1171-1-3 to SCP-1171-1-14. Wow, that's so hard to read in, in conjunction. 1171-1-3. The most recent owner, John Wortham, complained about ghosts, prompting investigation by civil authorities and eventually foundation agents. Following the investigation, the house was purchased through a front organization, and Mr. Wortham's memory is altered. Why does John Wortham sound like a familiar name? I don't know. All right, so uh, Boris, would you like to be Dr. Boris for us? Yeah, I guess it makes sense. <clears throat> Carbon-based monkeys, go home! Hello? Pause. Is someone there? My name is Dr. Boris. Nice to meet you. I'm Beauremont. Where are you? In my living room. Where are you? In another living room? This is neat! <laughs> How are you doing this? I don't know. I thought you were doing it. It's good to have someone intelligent to talk to. 
And over, th- this is actually uh, me speaking when I have Boris in the podcast instead of. Jeff. Wait, what? Uh, an, oh an oval with five dots and a curved line appears. Two dots were below the line, one above it, and two on the left. It is assessed that this is SCP-1171 one's version of a smiley face. Hmm. Is there no one else there? Ah, mostly just a bunch of gametes and carbon lovers. Can't hardly stand any of that politically correct crap. Gametes? Yeah, you know, humans. Don't you have them there? Pauses for a moment. No. Tell me about humans. Oh, they're the worst! I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not racist or anything. Some of my best friends are human. But if they're as good as us, why do they need skin, am I right? I suppose so. Say, what do you like? Oh, uh, pretty average. Seven tendrils, tall brown carapace, green bioluminescence, blue eyes. You? Uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's more like a mind flayer than a monkey. I get it. <clears throat> uh, uh, Doc, you there? You up? I am. <laughs> I am now. How are you, Buremont? I've been better. Lost a promotion to a goddamn primate. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. It just hurts. I know I'm better than any air-sucking sack of protoplasm. I work hard, you know? I know. They come in, they take our jobs. I tell you, Doc, one of these days they're going to push us too far. Not that I'm saying we should get violent, but that's the natural result of things keep going this way. I hope it doesn't come to that. Oh, sure, no one does. I mean, they can't help being what they are, but they keep coming in. I mean, I don't mind having a few as neighbors, so long as they mind themselves, but would you want your spawn sip to marry one? I suppose not. <laughs> oh, Doc, this, is, this you... is a new guy. This is me. Oh, Doc, you up? He's out. I'm watching his house for him. Who are you? My name's John Doe. I'm a human. Uh, oh! I didn't know Doc knew any humans. Is that a problem? No, no, no! It's about time Doc got some human friends. Great to see that he's meeting new people. Glad to hear that. Variety is the spice of life! That's my motto! How are you? Is your skin nice and flexible? Insides full of fluids? Everything is satisfactory, thank you. I, I gotta go. You take care, John Doe. Doc! Doc, are you there? I'm here, Buremont. Did you know there was a human in your house? Yes, he moved here recently. Well, I... <laughs> well, I had some words with him. He was a bit lippy, but I put that gamete in his place. I see. He didn't give you too much trouble, did he? Nothing I can't handle. You gotta know how to talk to them is all. Let them know who's boss. That's the ticket. I keep that in mind. I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> so I do so like funny. this one. This is very good. It's <laughs> really funny. That's that's an instant uprating for me. Uh, casual racism, the DSCP. Mm. Of course. I, I like yeah, very topical considering everything that's going on right now. Something I do like is when it first mentions the end, it's like it's actively hostile to humanity because they're like fucking Cthulhu rising from yeah. the ocean to kill people. I do also like that. Um, not not to say that. Hold on, I'm not making a statement on, like, real-world racism, but I like when you hear hostility in SCP, you usually assume they're gonna kill a human. Yeah. But he's just, like, a dick. <laughs> he's just a fucking asshole. <laughs> That's kind of okay. funny. Uh, what do you think, Boris? I just, I just upvoted it on the Polish wiki. 
Uh, as well. Oh, it's, on the, it's been translated there as well? Yeah, yeah it, I... look, it looks like it was translated by the original admin of the oh, Polish yeah. wiki. Oh, so nice. Two, two admins ago, I guess. Nice, nice, nice. But yeah, um, it's very simple. You know, it's not trying to tell some grand story. It's definitely on the comedic side, I assume, at least. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's succinct, well-written. It's no masterpiece, but, you know, I think um, there's even though it's supposed to be a comedy article, I think there's something to be said about keeping things simple, keeping it efficient, fluent, um, and sticking to your theme. Uh, I'd mm. give it like a 7, 8 out of 10. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's very well executed. Yeah, how would you rate it, Boris? Uh, I don't know. I'm bad with, like, numerical uh, reviews. But, yeah, I'm um... not sure how Donald managed to do, like, an out of 10. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you don't have to rate it if you feel uncomfortable. It's fine. I just, it's, I just like it. it. Feels like it adds something. I think it's one of these clever, like little SCPs, which are just, uh, you know, quite a single concept, but uh, very funny in execution. Oh yeah, absolutely. They just have a, a racist uh, alterna- alternative dimension, or there is some alien that's racist against humans. And this one, I believe, was uh, written by Dr. Everett Mann, who has a star by his name. What does that mean? That is because I do believe he is the master admin of the wiki, so he technically owns it. Uh, What? Is he still around? uh, I think so. That might be outdated now. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on any of this. I'm not not sure, but I think the star actually means that you have, like, a premium account on Hmm. Wikidoc. Oh, that makes way more sense to me. Well, I think he has the premium account because he pays for the wiki. Uh, Yeah, but then you get more options, and all of the higher-ranking admins have to have a premium account. I am about to say he's the sugar daddy of SCP. He's swishing a glass of wine. He's like, ah, yes, praise my SCP more. All right, so what do we got next, Tan? So our next uh, piece that we're looking at today is SCP-1459 by Pepper's Ghost. And this one is called The Puppy Machine. Did we do a Peppa's Ghost one before? That name sounds familiar. I believe we have done one before, yes. I can't remember exactly which one is. Yeah, now that I said the star, I see Dr. Magnus edited recently. He has a star. Oh my god. Makes more sense. So, this is called... What's it called, Tan? The Puppy Machine. Okay, I hope this isn't going to be extremely brutal and gross. Okay, well, let's get into it. Alright. So, item number, SCP-1459. Object class, Sape. Special containment procedures. <laughs> <laughs> this is the true way to pronounce it. SCP-1459 is to be kept within a standard containment vault in safe wing C of Sector 25. As of 516 blank, only level 1 maintenance technician Valora may view and interact with SCP-1459. What the hell is a Valora? That's her name. Oh, oh her name's Valora! I thought that was like a rank. Fucking. <laughs> MC Valera has been presented with the opportunity to receive a mild amnestics to ameliorate emotional escalation between testing sessions. Alright, I'm stupid. What's ameliorate mean? Um, I think makes mean make something bad or unsatisfactory better. Yeah. So in the event that MT Valera becomes unable to perform further tests, a new individual will be selected by the presiding on-site counselor. By executing order, executive order, testing is a continuing indefinitely. That links to an SCP-01 we'll get to in the future. Okay. Roger that. So, description. And we have a picture of a uh, puppy here, which is labelled an instance of SCP-1459-1. Cute! Cute little puppy! Description. (laughs) SCP-1459 is a modified claw crane arcade game machine 
that stands 2.3 meters by 1.2 meter by 1.5 meters. It's a claw game that gives you puppies! Yeah. Like most machines of this variety, it has a central rectangular space with three clear walls on its front and sides, with a white plastic floor and back. However, SCP-1459 is unique in that the inner chamber has no chute where a prize would normally be dispensed. Hold on, time out. So, from what I know, I may be proven horribly wrong, but this is a claw. This is a crane game that gives you puppies. I thought we were SCP was protecting things that would make humans go insane or whatever. This is this would only help humanity. Well, let's see. Let's see what else there is to it. Okay. So the front panel features two coin slots, a large red button, a microphone, a digital numeric display, a sign that reads "Win a cookie," and a thin horizontal slot from which the aforementioned baked goods are dispensed. There is no power cord attached to the back of the machine, nor is one needed, as it is presumably powered via anomalous means. When SCP-1459 is inactive, the central chamber is completely bare. It cannot be forcefully opened or damaged by any known means. When one US quarter dollar coin is deposited into SCP-1459, a hatch will open in the ceiling of the central chamber, and a claw carrying an instance of SCP-1459-1 will descend from it. Dash 1 and other materials produced by 1459 are often too large to normally fit in the upper section of the seat unit. It is unknown if these materials are manifested by 1459 at the beginning of game sessions or if they teleported from another location. After depositing the instance of Dash 1, the digital numeric display will present the number of games that have been played previously with a footnote, a footnote. 2592 uh, as of 709 blank. Hey guys, uh, you're cutting out on me oh. a bit. Oh, sorry about I that. I don't know. That's a shame. Um, here, I would try it, leaving and rejoining the call just real quick. Is it at fault on my end? Or, I uh, think or... so, because Chan's not cutting out. Okay, I can rejoin, I guess. Yeah, just sure. do it real quick. Yeah. How are, Hello? How, how are you? Okay, sorry is about that, that. Is that bad? Yeah, are you yeah. feeling... Okay. So, do, 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 do. You were at the footnote. So and a, play and a voice recording will play... Urging the player to press the button and describe a way SCP-1459-1 can be destroyed. No. After this Wait, message, isn't, isn't that a literal flash game? Like, don't press the button or it kills the puppy. After this message has been played, the button on the front panel will glow, and the numeric display will initiate a 15-second countdown. The player may I'm right, then, aren't I? I think there's a game like that. Yeah. The player may then press the button and dictate into the microphone any lethal action that can be performed upon Dash One, with the only restriction being that players cannot choose a method used in a previous game. Dash 1 are juvenile domestic dogs, Canis Lupus Familiaris, the breed and gender of which varies. SCP-1459 typically selects a breed that individual players hold the most affection towards. Jesus. So the idea is, are you willing to kill a puppy to get a cookie? <laughs> Aside from wow. the seemingly infinite quantity that SCP-1459 contains, instances of 1459-1 do not appear to display any innate anomalous properties and generally behave in a manner consistent with animals of their variety. However, Dash 1 may occasionally be subjected to anomalous changes to their physiology or behaviours in order to facilitate the method of destruction dictated by the player. If the player states a method of ex extermination within the allotted 15 seconds, the hatch in the ceiling of the inner chamber will open, an array of mechanical arms will descend, carrying whatever is necessary to carry out the player's suggestion. Requests for death that are not possible within the confines of the chamber will cause 1459 to display additional anomalous properties to carry out its orders. See experiment log. Once the instance is deceased, one cookie will be dispensed to the player via the slot in the front of the machine. Cookie flavours dispensed have include chocolate, vanilla, oatmeal, raisin, strawberry, lemon, white chocolate and peanut butter. The exact variety dispensed to a given player is often the one that the player has the lowest preference for. 
So it gives you the dog you're most attached to to kill and the shittiest cookie. Also, though, I do have a problem with this SCP that kind of breaks immersion for me. Why is that? It, it says that it gives you the one you least want, but who has the lowest preference for a chocolate that well, makes no sense? Well, what do you mean? It doesn't have to be chocolate. No, look, it says... Well, some people don't like chocolate. Have been dispensed. Yeah, but who? That that breaks my immersion. That's not real. If the player fails to state a method of extermination or the method proves insufficient, a robotic arm will descend from the SCP-1459's hatch and bludgeon the Dash 1 instance until it is deceased. No cookie will be dispensed following this event. That's fucked up. The SCP automatically cleans its interior chamber after every game. First, an arm holding a broom descends and sweeps the remains of Dash 1 into a trapdoor. Next, 1459 wipes down the surfaces of the chamber by deploying arms equipped with flat rubber implements, spray bottles containing a soapy solution, and clean white towels. While this process is taking place, a recording message will tell the player, yeah, you're totally going to hell for this. Play again? <laughs> okay, it's funny, but it's also really fucked up. Very black comedy. Very, very, very much so. So, there's an experiment log here that we're going to get through. Oh, do um, we have to read these? Because this is going to be very vicious. Go on, it's fine. And um, yeah. I, I've been reading a lot, so you can read. Like the puppies get and my throat's quite tired now, so can you read these, Donnell? Uh, okay, well, uh, my morality says otherwise, so can you read these, Boris? Oh, okay, I can. I have. I can't okay. believe Donnell's a coward. Experiment number 0001. Uh, player, Dr. Yately. Statement. Stabbing. SCP-1459 played a sound effect indicating the method of extermination had been pre previously used. Triple two, Yately, Chainsaw. Same as previous experiment. Superfluous test logs redacted. Uh, number 48, Dr. Yately, Sharkbite. The hatch uh, anomalously uh, elongated and produced a great white shark, uh, Carcarodon car carcarius. Mm -hmm. which proceeded to bite off SCP-1459 one's head and recede back into the machine. See, my complaint is, if the experiment says it succeeded like this, it should tell. It should also say which cookie got the... I see. I, well, does it matter? Yeah, it, it does matter. Well, Dr. Yeatley's going to get the same cookie every time. Maybe. Oh, it's all Dr. Yeatley. Yes. Yeah, for now, I think... Uh, Okay, uh, 49, Dr. Yately, run it over. SCP-1459 produced a tire attached to a spinning mechanism after the mechanism accelerated to an estimated 2,000 uh, rotations, rotations per minute. Uh, it, was, uh, it made contact with SCP-1455-59-1. God. Number 50. I can Dr. take over in a minute if you want, because there is a long no, time no, don't worry. Yeah, Boris has got it. Uh, I hope my heavy accent doesn't uh, impede. No, not at all. You're doing great. Uh, just let us know if your throat gets... Otherwise, you're good, man. Sure. Okay. Drop it from a great height. SCP-14591 fell through SCP-1459's <laughs> trapdoor. 15 minutes later, it fell through the top hatch at high speed, and it was instantly killed. Pulled a portal on us. So it's just like thinking with portals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The... Why are we laughing mind. about puppy genocide? Because it's funny. Yeah, I know. It's fucked up. It's a... funny. <laughs> How will you kill it yeah. next, Mr. Yeatley? Yeah, Dr. Number... Yeatley must be kind of uh, fucked up in the head. Oh, yeah. Number 51, Dr. Yeatley. Reality TV. 
1958 General Electric television set fell on SCP-14591. The set then powered on and replayed the event. Number 52, Dr. Yately, Death by Blender. Oh my god. SCP-1459 produced and lowered SCP-4059-1 into a redacted brand blender, so like Zelmer. Uh, SCP-14591 sat unharmed inside the device for three minutes, after which a robotic arm pressed puree. The blender was uncovered <laughs> when this transpired. Oh. Oh. Number 53, Dr. Yately, murdered by lover. <laughs> SCP-1459 produced a second instance of SCP-1459-1, which proceeded to claw and fight the first instance until it died of blood loss. The second instance was eliminated via SCP-1459's default bludgeoning method. Note, only one cookie was dispensed. Do you think it's on purpose that they went from 53 to 55 without putting in 54? Uh, I, I think it was absolutely an oversight. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really That's matter. Well, maybe I'll mention well, it. it actually, because, because every time it skipped numbers, it says redacted, yeah. but it didn't redact yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that might be a... Uh... Okay. My only complaint with this is that it's SCP-1459. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The complaint for the entirety of the SCP wiki uh, <laughs> is that the number is repeated in every sentence. Mm -hmm. And you have to read it out loud. I don't think uh, the SCPs were made to be read out loud, so this is our issue, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. uh, I I agree with Boris on that. I no, wish but... I wish they I wish they would pull a SCP number uh, hereafter referred to as something simpler, mm. would yeah. make it easier. Like, uh, it's even irritating when you write something. Mm -hmm. I think or translate. Yeah. But whatever. Okay, number fifty-five. Doctor Yately, murder suicide. <laughs> no! As in the first test, a second SCP one murdered the first. Following this, SCP-1459 provided the second dash one with a hammer, which the animal ran into repeatedly. Two cookies were dispensed. Oh, high score. Yes. <laughs> okay, number 56, Dr. Yately, crime of passion. The hatch elongated and a Caucasian woman in a red evening gown emerged. The woman, who has not yet been, <laughs> yet been identified, <laughs> Strangled Dash One while sobbing and screaming the phrase "you dog" repeatedly. <laughs> the one performed this action continuously for 15 minutes. Afterward, both the woman and the deceased Dash One fell through the trapdoor and out of view. Jeez. Number 57, Doctor Yately, drowning in puppies. Oh, he was high score. Dash Ones were produced until the entire chamber was filled to capacity. The remaining space was filled with water. Many cookies were dispensed. Superfluous logs redacted. I okay, get, finally we have some other I research. I get the feeling that Dr. Yeatley was fired. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, why. I, I have a feeling Yeatley's got issues because every other one is like one person each. Okay. He couldn't so get enough of it. We'll have to discuss it later. But uh, so far, there has been, I think, no explanation provided for why the foundation needs to continuously test uh, this. Yeah, where uh, is this the thing? ethics community? Hello? Uh, it does mention the special team procedures that by executive order, testing is to consume definitely. So that is a little bit yeah. outside context, I think. 
It's to continue indefinitely or to be ceased? Continue. It's wow. to continue indefinitely and some poor janitor of like Hispanic descent uh, has to think up of the... Oof, uh, rip. Okay, so number two, uh, 231. Dr. Lithquist, Civil War. A man in a historically accurate uniform of the Confederate States Army, circa 1863, dismembered SCP-1 with his bare hands. Ah, oh, that's a weak Civil War answer. It should have been two puppies fighting with soldier uniforms on. <laughs> yeah. Number uh, 232, Dr. Sidel, the judicial system. <laughs> 15 additional instances of SCP-1455-59-1 uh, were produced, one of which were a miniature powder wig and a black coat, and two of which miniature suits. A noose was lowered around the first instance's head and hanged, in the, and hanged the instance. The same procedure was applied to the remaining 14 instances. Wow, this Not is deep. We live in a society. We truly do. Yeah. 15 cookies were dispensed, all of which were of the raisin variety. Oh, that's not even a good haul. It's a terrible yeah. cookie haul. So now we have just like guest researchers, I guess, for the mm -hmm. uh, number 233. Assistant researcher Kirchner made into cookies. No. Using, using kitchen implements and traditional ingredients, SCP-1 was dismembered and incorporated into a batch of chocolate chip cookies. The SCP-1459's internal heat increased to an estimated 300 degrees Celsius. SCP-1459 then produced a Caucasian woman in a red evening gown who consumed the cookies while smiling wordlessly at assistant researcher Kirchner. A chocolate what is, chip cookie was... What is with this machine in Caucasian women in red gown? It's like the second or third time that's gone. It's, it's got a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. A chocolate chip cookie was dispensed. No traces of animal matter detected in its composition. All right, so I see there's a couple more, but we've been going for a hot minute. Do we want to call it here on the logs and skip past the rest? Uh, well, this is sort of the movie the article. There is an extended log which we won't be checking out, but I can go through the rest if you want then. Um, I mean, I don't mind Boris keep going through them, but I just, you know, there's so many. Okay, we'll skip through, okay. uh, we'll go to the, the last one then. Okay, Boris, would you read the last one for us there? Okay, so, uh, number 243, maintenance technician Valera, please no kill dog. Result, SCP-1459-1 was given a pillow, a treat, and a pat on the head by a gloved mechanism. Fifteen minutes later, it was retrieved by SCP-1459's claw. Immediately afterward, SCP-1459 produced a juvenile domestic feline, Peliscatus, and exterminated it with a single blow to the head with a sledgehammer. A salted cracker was dispensed. <laughs> oh. I, do, I, I do notice that the, uh, the last four experiments were this Valera, and it mentioned in the beginning only she's allowed to test. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone else was being a huge dick about it. So the ethics yeah. committee was probably like, how about only Valera? Yeah, and I think what's going on is that before that, there is a D-class uh, who wants uh, a 
nuclear detonation and has to be killed before he finishes writing it down. Yep. So ever since then, they probably found like an, you know, a fearful elderly janitor right. who has no bad intentions. That makes sense. She has to deal with that. And I see at the uh, bottom but... there are two more different links. Yeah, we're not going to check that today, but that is the manufacturer's mark present on the rear panel. But to you by the good folks at yeah, we're totally going to hell for this in partnership with Sugar Bomb Confections. There's also an extended log, which I imagine is similar to like the, yeah, the 914 log. People where people can make yeah. their own puppy killing methods. How that's would you kill a puppy, Darnell? Um, I wouldn't. Well, but, you have to. Uh, I don't want to be lame, so if I had to kill a puppy, I would probably put it on like a... You know those medieval stretching racks where they like stretch the limbs till they break off? Jesus, what the fuck? Well, I, I have to choose one that hasn't been chosen if I want a cookie. I want. I would make it pop like a bubble. <laughs> oh, like yours is any better? What about well, you, Boris? Mine you isn't. Mine isn't a torture device. Mine's instant. Yours is inflation fetish. It's not. I never said it inflated. I just said it popped. What about you, Boris? What's yours? Um, like, uh, I don't know. Death by peanuts. Death by peanuts. A little one or something free appears in the, the thing. With Has anyone actually tried that, like, death by 682 or peanut and see if, like, the SCP can contain them afterward? I bet you there's one of those in the uh, extended, extended log. Logs. I'm... Yeah, it's like a collaborative log, so any anyone can add. So has there has think. there ever been one but that someone tried like death by destroying the machine? Uh, I don't know. I've not oh, read the extended true. log. All right. Well, honestly, it's definitely dark humor. I could see why some people might not want to read this. I think it's it's funny. It's definitely a product of an older time too. I don't think anyone would write something like this these days. Um, you know what I mean? Like I think people have gotten a bit more sensitive, but uh. I don't know. I liked it. I'd probably get, although it does get a little repetitive until Valera and the O five and all that come in at the end that we skipped over. Mm. Um, but like the beginning's a little repetitive. Um, it's definitely clever, I think, as well as like you know comedic. I'd probably give it like a six point five seven out of ten. I'd give it around an eight. I think I liked it. Okay. What about you, Boris? Um, I don't know. I mean, it kind of seems like. The an exercise in cruelty, yeah. especially the extended testing log. It's just a very long. A cruel person would call it a creative writing experiment. Uh, but you know, I mean, I appreciate like the uh, dark humor. And, yeah, and this was by Peppa's Ghost. Uh, Peppa's Ghost, yes. And I think, like, actually, part of the joke is that. You never get an explanation on why they're doing that. Yeah. They're not saving the world. They're not getting any useful information out of that. They're not forced to do it. Everyone that's testing this is also totally going to hell for this. Just an executive order that tells them that they have to... Imagine the post-apocalypse where the only source of food is this fucking machine. Oh my god! (laughs) I want to write that tale, though. That actually is a really cool tale. Like, after a nuclear war, the only thing left was an SCP, uh, because it was anomalous, it was protected, and uh, it can dispense cookies for you, but you have to keep thinking of new ways to kill the puppies. <laughs> we don't oh, even, so, like, it's the only more... place where right. dogs still exist, is in that machine. <laughs> and, and, so the survivors society... are like, what are these mysterious creatures that are produced? <laughs> and a society after a nuclear war definitely has a crueler and darker way of thinking. So, Also, like, the last final bit 
uh, I've I knew that article before, and mm-hmm. I ju- just checked, and the last time I've read it, I downvoted it. <laughs> I mean, so, no problem. I do not blame you for it. I gave it an upvote because well played. Uh, but Tim, what do you have next for us? So next we have SCP E fourteen forty seven, which is called Tulpa. Oh, oh! Side note with Tulpas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually so Tulpas. You have one. Uh, well, I tried to make one in high school, and <laughs> it worked. But then I, I guess I stopped paying attention to it, so it died or whatever. Right. Which oh. you're not supposed to do. <laughs> There's like the whole there's like a whole community around tulpas and they're very like don't make a tulpa casually and I did one in high school. What do you, wait, what, I, what do you mean you made a tulpa? Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe I was just maybe it was just placebo, um, because I thought I was cool and I wasn't like edgy. But like the idea is you keep thinking about it until you believe you can see it and it's real. And I, t- I remember telling my friend about it in high school like isn't this cool? I have one and he's like I don't want to give myself schizophrenia. And I was like oh. <laughs> And then it dies. <laughs> then it dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Darnell, yeah. I don't feel so everyone, good. Everyone in the comments is going to be like, Tulpas aren't real. You were just an edgy idiot teenager. And that might have been the case. You're Tulpa hanging on to you like, Mr. Darnell, I don't feel so good. Yeah, his name was Anti, like A-N-T-I. Am I your Tulpa? No. What? It sounds like Anti, that. that's Anthony. Okay, let's let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, Tanhony. Yes, Tanhony, just Anthony. <gasps> it is the letter. That is correct. Yes, his name is actually a special containment procedure because if you use his real name, and now I'm free. Actually, I mean, I know it. that his real name is uh, SCP Five Thousand. I mean, Mister Five Thousand. Thank you, thank you. Someone gets it. God, just guys, if you keep blowing up his ego, Tanhony's head's gonna get so big he'll fall over and won't be able to pick himself I'll up. Oh, pop like a puppy. <laughs> Mr. Series 6, I'm sorry. But yes, can you link the... Oh, you already did. Yes, I did. Uh, take a look at this. Let's get to it. So, item number... Oh, together. That means it's going to be dangerous and evil. Let's do it. Item number, SCP-1447. Object class, Kater. Special containment procedures. <laughs> SCP-1447-1. Current containment unit comprises an airtight 2.5 meter by 2.5 meter by 2.5 meter... Con- can we just say 2.5 meter cubed? Well, I, I could, but I've already said that. Concrete container, oh. reinforced with six centimeters ablative steel plating, what, and suspended. I don't know. And suspended yeah. within bay four. Let me look up ablative. Okay. Ablative. What does it mean? Uh, relating to or denoting a case of nouns and pronouns indicating separation of an agent, instrument, or location. Badass. Uh, yeah, I, I or involving Latin. I have no clue. So the cell exterior is being inspected daily, and any damage reported immediately. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Uh, dented or otherwise structurally compromised plating is to be patched. A reserve of replacement steel plate of the appropriate gauge is to be maintained at 30 square meters. Discovery of any hole or crack in the plating should be considered a breach of containment and dash 2's quarters are to be immediately secured. SCP-1447-2 is confined to his quarters, the location of which relative to dash 1's containment unit has been selected to minimize possible interactions between dash 1 and other Euclid and Keter-class SCPs, as well as incorporating blast-proof screens and choke points to be employed in the event of a breach. Reasonable requests from Dash 2 may be granted with the exception of any item which could facilitate external communication. Dash 2 may be consulted by maintenance staff on issues relevant to its primary area of expertise. However, following containment breach Dash 01, Dash 2 is no longer granted freedom of the facility. 
There's so many numbers and stuff in a row, my brain's starting to blah, blah, blah. So dash two <laughs> is to spend at least four hours a day meditating on the following topics. SCP-1447-1 is getting weaker. SCP-1447-1 is dying. SCP-1447-1 is unable to maintain physical form. Okay, so what I'm thinking is two is this guy is the guy who created the Tulp and he's trying to destroy it right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Any qualified practitioners of Tibetan Buddhism on site are instructed to participate in these sessions. Topics which could imply a containment breach, such as SCP-1447-1 is going away, SCP-1447-1 is being reabsorbed into my mind, or similar are not to be employed. Failure by Dash 2 to comply with this procedure is punishable by removal of requested items and privileges. I guess a very interesting containment procedures. Yeah. So I guess the gimmick with this one is unlike a normal toll, but it's like actually physically manifest. Mm. It's not just like what you see in your head and can interact with. So description. Although current containment measures and the speed at which Dash 1 typically move make close observation impossible, initial recovery in Dash 1's numerous breach attempts have substantiated eyewitness reports of its appearance. Dash 1 is a quasi-physical humanoid entity resembling an Asian male in traditional Tibetan Buddhism monastic garb. Its face is visually distorted and indistinct, even when viewed on high-speed footage. Dash 1 typically remains in constant motion, frequently in excess of 200 kilometers per hour, for approximately 20 hours a day, which time is chiefly spent attacking the interior of its cell. Hey, now we know the speed of thought, 200 kilometers per hour. Yeah. Reinforcing Dash 1's containment unit with hardened steel plating has been successful in reducing the incidence of breaches, but has not proven totally immune to Dash 1's efforts. Dash 1 is very capable of exploiting small breaches in a containment unit and is able to insert itself through apertures as small as 200... Um... I don't think... I think that's not mu meters. Micro? No, 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 no. That's a special kind of... Here, let me just copy-paste it into Google. Because mm. I remember I remember going through this. It's like what you use with pipettes sometimes. Micrometers, you're right. Sorry, Boris. In diameter. So very small gaps. Yeah, because normal M is millimeter, so they have to say that's... So Dash yeah. 1 is largely resistant to standard-issue sidearms. Higher-caliber munitions appear to temporarily disrupt its physical form, causing it distress, and have been effective at forcing it back into containment. High explosives have proven effective at completely disabotating Dash 1, However, when attacked in this manner, it has shown the capacity to rematerialize anywhere in the immediate vicinity, ignoring any intervening barriers. The question is, who created it originally, and why did they make it so strong? It's my OC. It's my OC! It's his very soon roleplay OC! <laughs> you can defeat anyone! Furthermore, during Breach 1447-05, Dash 1 apparently goaded security personnel into ex- employing explosive near the containment area of SCP Blank, resulting in an additional breach event. Attempts at communication with the entity to determine sentience remain inconclusive. Although Dash 1 responds to questions, its vocalizations are largely unintelligible. Analysis are revealed them to be garbled versions of mantras in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition, repeated hundreds of times a second. Dash 1 is not implacably hostile to human life and remains focused on reaching and killing Dash 2. However, it wants to kill its owner because its owner is probably the only one that could kill it. However, Foundation personnel who attempt to impede its progress are subject to attack, and if frustrated with its efforts, it has been observed to become indiscriminately violent. Dash 2 is a uh, five blank, 50 something year old Caucasian male who claims to be blank blank. Excessive redaction. Mm a computer hardware and software entrepreneur of some note. Steve Jobs? William Gates. I mean... You joke, but that does fit the letters. (laughs) Oh my god! 
Dash 2 has been unable to explain the continued activity in the public eye of his namesake, a figure who shares Dash 2's alleged identity and life history, but has speculated that he may be an imposter hired by his business associates. His counterpart is to be kept under surveillance by Foundation personnel, and as another possibility is that either Dash 2 or his counterpart is an entity similar to Dash 1. Recovery Log 1447 Dash 2 claims that... A Lamistry allegedly located in Qinghai Province, China, provided him with the location of sites. I believe, I believe QING is Qing, if I'm correct. I apologize for that. Provided him with the location of Site 73 and arrived there on blank, 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 seeking sanctuary from what he described as a tulpa. See interview 21. Two days later, Site 73 came under repeated attack by Dash 1, resulting in the deaths of two agents. Dash 2 was evacuated via plane and the attacks immediately ceased. Have they ever tried putting Abel against this thing? Top 10 anime battles. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Dash 2 was transported to London and subsequently moved to Site 60. Dash 1 took under three weeks to locate the site, again attempting to breach its security and gain access to Dash 2. On-site personnel were ultimately able to funnel the entity into an early version of its current containment unit at significant costs in terms of expended human and material resources. Addendum 1447-01 Dash 2 has been informed of the death of his counterpart, has he requested a full medical checkup, which was granted. Tissue and her samples taken from Dash 2 show no anomalous characteristics. Dash 2 remains convinced that it will be successful in destruction of Dash 1 through the application of methods of concentration and meditative practice. Successive breaches have indicated no change in the capabilities of Dash 1 to date. However, it is noteworthy that the entity's activity within its containment unit is severely curtailed during periods in which Dash 2 engages in focused meditation on the abolition of the Tulpa. Thermal imaging reveals that Dash 1 is almost completely still during these periods, adopting the Vajra meditation position. Foundation consultants versed in the Tibetan Buddhist faith have posited that Dash 1 may be sufficiently sentient to be able to meditate on its own existence, thus uh, reasserting itself. So so if it didn't do that, then the thing would delete it, but it yeah. has to like counter-meditate. <laughs> these psychic wars. Oh my god, this is literally some fucking mob psycho shit. <laughs> So, addendum 2. Proposals are under consideration to incorporate means of disrupting its meditation in its containment units. The incorporation of a hydrochloric acid bath, similar to that employed in the containment of other Kia class SCPs, is presently considered too likely to lead to a breach via delivery mechanism. Yeah, I was just going to say. Other possibilities include microwave emitters to heat the interior of the unit and high volume sonics proven to inhibit concentration. Current theories indicate that the death of Dash 2, at the hands of Dash 1 or otherwise, is unlikely to result in the destruction of the Tulpa given its current level of autonomy. Controlled infliction of pain on Dash 2 shows no corresponding change in behaviour on the part of Dash 1. However, Dash 1 is currently continual largely by virtue of the fact that it consistently seeks out and attempts to kill Dash 2. Freed from this compulsion, the entity will become completely unpredictable. For the foreseeable future, containment efforts must focus on further reducing the incidence of breach events, and minimizing the exposure of other foundation assets to SCP-1447-1. He just finally kills him, and he's like, oh, sorry about that, guys. I don't know what got into me. I was not I myself. I was not myself. I'm totally normal. All right, so interview. I see there is a Dr. R and an SCP. Which would you like to be, Mr. Boris? Um, I can be SCP, I guess. Perfect. And I will be Dr. Rolfus. <clears throat> Interviewer, Dr. Rolfus. Interview subject, SCP-1447-2. Oh, so you're the meditator. Date, 20-09-19. Uh, oh, so you're, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> How are you feeling today, SCP-1447-2? 
That's not my name. I understand that you claim to be William Gates. I am Will Bill Gates, or whatever. No, it doesn't fit that. Uh, blanks anymore. S T E V E J O. Oh my god, it does fit Steve Jobs. It's gonna be. No, it doesn't. It does. The Steve second Jobs. one does. All right, yeah, go Steve Jobs. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so we'll get to that. And they mentioned we'll... that his counterpart died. Is this my? I know. That's Steve why Jobs. I was thinking of it too. What is the nature of your connection to SCP-1447-1? That's what you call the Tulpa, isn't it? That is what we call the entity that has thus far attacked two of our facilities in an effort to get to you. I created it. You created 1447-1? Yes, after 85th, I resumed my travels in India and Tibet. I guess I was seeking a spiritual experience. Quick, Tan, look up if Steve Jobs went to India and Tibet in 85. I don't care. Uh, I do, so get on that. Uh, you were a tourist. Yes, of sorts. I found a group of monks in Chinkai who said they would teach me how to create a tulpa. What did you hope tulpa. to accomplish? Well, a tulpa is supposed to be a, oh a thought form. Steve Jobs. Made visible and tangible to others for intense meditation. What, Tan? So Steve Jobs did lose control of the company in 1985. No. Oh my god, Steve Jobs. <laughs> Was that intentional, you think, or are we just overthinking I this? I think this, it seems very intentional. Yeah. Answer 100%. the question. Me? Uh, no, sorry, uh, 447. <laughs> I went back to the script. Okay, I thought I had... I guess I didn't have any ulterior motives to manifest my thoughts to impose my will on reality. Isn't that enough? That's why I created Apple. You couldn't control this tulpa? At first I could. I wanted to manifest the Buddha. You probably know him as the fat Buddha, but he wasn't a Buddha. He was a folkloric, de folkloric deity. The monks told me to choose something else, but I became fixated on it. If you don't mind me saying so, footage we have of SCP-1447-1 does not resemble the fat Buddha. No. Over time he changed. He became thinner, meaner looking. It's behavior change. Yes, I imagined him as Jolly, a prankster. It would play practical jokes on me and the other monks, but over time they grew more and more spiteful. What happened? It began to do things like putting pots of scalding hot water over doors. <laughs> he hit snakes in our saddles. Harmless first, then poisonous. Um, I wasn't aware there were venomous snakes bad. Yeah, my note was that I think it, it is supposed to be venomous, not poisonous snake. Yeah, it should be venomous. Well, that, that's the guy saying it, so he's not necessarily going to yeah, be Yeah, right yeah Dr. Yeah, R is the one that corrects him and says venomous. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there is one, the Faya spider, but you're right, their habitat is hundreds of miles south of the monastery. I didn't understand how he had got it. And now you do. His speed, yes. One day I realized I couldn't visualize his face anymore. That was a turning point. Yes, he became murderous. The monks caught him trying to cut my throat during the night. They were able to see this tulpa by this stage? Yes, they were afraid the tulpa would kill them too. They told me about redacted. Uh, uh, no, oper operational, operational code name uh, for Site-73, used exclusively by recovery agents. 
you are aware that it is quite impossible for them to have knowledge of that facility. Talk with me. There's a lot of mysticism in SCP. Like, there are organizations that just know about the Foundation one. And uh, as to your identity... I've told you as clearly as I can. Ask your damn, damn, damn IT department. That only confirms the Steve Jobs theory further! <laughs> Uh, how do you account for these? Dr. Rolfus shows SCP-1447-2 a number of recent press cuttings concerning his namesake. I cannot. There is, in fact, no evidence that Steve Jobs left the United States during the period we are discussing. In fact, I have copious evidence that during the time you claim to have been in Tibet, he founded another company. Maybe, um, Elon Musk, I don't know, Apple, uh, okay, never mind. Microsoft? <laughs> What? Microsoft. <laughs> Maybe Microsoft hired someone to impersonate me. Uh, it says I'm back at Apple. <laughs> there is remoted. I hate how much this lines up. Rest assured, we'll be keeping both Steve Jobs and uh, Bill Gates. I don't know. Not Under Bill Gates. <laughs> I don't know what that one is. Under close observation, okay. Yeah. No, that's not good enough. I want my life back. You don't have the right to detain me here. Mr. Jobs, you are here because you are currently the target of an apparently supernatural being that has thus far cost this organization an extraordinary amount of money and dozens of lives contained. We have every right. Tell me, what happens if Dash 1 kills you? I don't have to listen to this. Will 1447-1 cease to exist if you die? Answer the question. I refuse to answer. Interview. Interview terminated by Dr. Rolfish. You cut out for a second there. Oh, sorry. I said it, but I guess I cut out. Interview terminated by Dr. Rolfish. Yeah, so I quite like this one. I do, too. Um, I'm going to give this up upvote, and I'm also going to give it a 10 out of 10. Oh, you get to um, I really like the the link, assuming we're not crazy for the Steve Jobs things, to, to, that coordinates with like real life goings on and people at the time. I really like the detail behind the uh, Tulpa and how it slowly like grew over time. It wasn't always like that. And this is the first time where we have confirmation that through human efforts, uh, uh, an SCP was created. Because it's always kept a little vague, like where it came from or how it was made. Even the ones that are like the, the puppy machine or, or the 914 without the tail, you don't exactly know. But um, this one is like, yes, this is how it was created, and this is how it became what it is now. And we have a goal for why the SCP wants to kill him instead of just it being like vaguely evil or violent. Very, very well written. Very, very interesting. Mm. Yeah, I think the strongest part of the entire document is that you can crack the code and mm -hmm. guess what's under the production and it, it makes sense, it lines up. Uh, but other than that, it's a bit light on the details of. Uh, I mean, purposefully so. Uh, yeah, and uh, I would agree it is a little light in some area. What's what's the deal with the the other uh, Steve Jobs? Yeah, and is what's the deal with the monks that magically knew about the SCP Foundation? Is he another Tulpa or not, right? Mm -hmm. What's with the Buddhists? Is he a Tulpa being maintained by the other one? My theory is, because we said it's containing itself, maybe it's using the other Steve Jobs as a Tulpa that perpetuates creation of itself. There's a network of Tulpas all yeah. believing in each other to keep themselves alive. But you know what honestly might be the best way to do this that I'm surprised they haven't tried? What? 
Because it's contained by his own belief, right? Why haven't they tried giving him an amnestic? I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, or even putting... I know there's a reason they can't just put things in the box, because even a 200 micrometer hole. But if they could do the gaseous amnestic that they don't use anymore from those dog things we read about, Tan, remember those? Mm, yeah. Um, something like that on the Tulpa itself, where it can't remember to think about itself. I'm surprised that hasn't been tried, because I feel like that would be the obvious counter move. Mm. And, but, uh, yeah... And we know that Tails can have a good resolution because we know about the one that we read on livestream the other day with the uh, 6A2 and the yeah, get away with the lot in Tails. Yeah, so I don't see why there couldn't be a tail where like Amnestics managed to free everyone from this hell. <laughs> and then Steve Jobs returns to the public as alive the whole time. I, I was fighting my demons. <laughs> Literally. Right, okay, well, I quite like that one as well. All right, so we've got one left, I believe, and yes. then we are going to call it for the day. And this is an RCP-01 okay. proposal. This is Ooh. Scantron's proposal. They have since changed their name on the wiki to Communism Will Win. Communism Will Win, yeah. Communism Will Win? I already hate this. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what we think of it. So. I already... Better, red than, or better dead than red, am I right, boys? <laughs> And this one is a SCP-001. Uh, it's called the Foundation. Wait, wait, wait! Who wrote the last one? Uh, that one was oh, that one was by S. Regan. S. Regan. Sorry, S. Regan. Almost forgot. And then this one is oh, it's by Communism Will yeah. Win. It's not called you Communism. Weren't you weren't listening to me. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Well, in that case, this SCP is all right in the books. Then maybe. Okay. Well, let's get to it. So, UIU file 041. Oh, that's new. What's yeah, that? This is not an SCP file. This is by the the. FBI. Oh, it's an L one proposal. Yeah, I also said this. You weren't listening. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I was just really in deep thought about the Tulpa one. So UIU file 0041, altered high school building in blank blank confirmed anomaly free. Object class 53. Highly intrusive. Unknown capabilities. Unknown nature. Okay, so this implies that it might have been created at a time before the standard object class. Secure containment protocols. Confirmed anomaly free, CA free. It's be surrounded by an electric fence no less than 30 feet high and guarded by the United States Army's blank pl platoon. Any footage or photographic evidence of CA free's interior is to be excised as soon as possible and all witnesses detained indefinitely. That's been crossed out. And now it says, under no circumstances should any personnel attempt to enter CA free or communicate with the persons inhabiting it. However, any person known to have been inside CA free at any point must be detained and interrogated. A direct military assault on CA3 has been deemed unfeasible at this point due to the unknown capabilities of the entity or entities by which it is controlled. Note this is a summary and it does not contain all information relevant to CA3. For detailed information regarding CA3, see UIU files 042 through 0218. Director Blank. I actually like that tiny detail because, Tan, you, you, we've gone over this before. You said mm. that we shortened it for the sake of narrative. Of course, these would be files on files. But this is sort of the narrative version of, like, why it's shortened. Yeah. Just oh, specifically yeah. what's relevant. So, known information. The Unusual Incidents Unit was alerted to CA Free's existence on September 7th, 1954. Oh, UI used the U.S. thing, right? Yes, the part of the FBI. When students attending Blank High School reported that the interior of the building was vastly different than it had been at any point in the past. Upon discovery, CA3 exhibited um, several unusual, if not inherently paranormal traits. Nearly all... Oh, so it just happened like overnight. Mm. So nearly all walls in the facility had been replaced with steel reinforced concrete, although several rooms were constructed of other materials for no readily apparent reason. 
All exterior windows have been covered from the inside. All student desks, personal effects, textbooks, and other materials expected for a public high school were completely absent. Lockers... Those textbooks cost me hundreds! No, lockers were still present, albeit significantly smaller and constructed of stainless steel. The arrangement, location, and size of rooms and facilities did not match for the blueprints for the school. Often rooms would exhibit seemingly random modifications, though the number of changed rooms is currently unknown. No fewer than 17 electronic computers were found, each of which made use of a state-of-the-art magnetic core RAM. Oh, I hate to be a dick, but, like, electronic computers as opposed to what fucking well, the written, This is written in 1954. Alright, were there computers that weren't electric? Yes. Okay, then I'm the douchebag, I guess. But I was just like, what are you talking about, an abacus? So prior to its classification as a confirmed anomaly, Blank High School had no computers. All files on the computers were inaccessible, and the computers themselves were firmly bolted down. The auditorium is inaccessible due to a large steel wall completely blocking the doorways. Attempts to move or damage this barrier have been ineffective. The extent and purpose of the barrier are unknown, as are the contents of the auditorium. A team sent to CA3's interior to do a complete survey, Team CO305, did not return, nor did the second team, CA3-06, tasked with locating the first team. The facilities are currently under lockdown pending new containment protocols. What I'm curious is the students, because they were able to question the students that knew it was different than before. Mm. Um, how did they get out, but not these uh, professional team? Yeah, it's did very... it not recognize the students as a threat? Very strange. So, update. 23 days after initial recovery, guards reported white noise emanating from CA3, the volume of which increased near its auditorium. Five hours later, the white noise stopped, though the sound of voices was audible from the interior of CA3. Upon further investigation, it was found that the building now contained a large number of persons, all of whom appeared to be wandering aimlessly throughout the facility. Notably, each individual was physically identical to a team of, member of Team CA3-06, despite the inhabitants of CA3 vastly outnumbering the members of 06. Oh, bizarre. Mm. It's kind of like uh, the submarine one. With the, uh, remember with the diving suits? Yeah. So attempts to interview or detain the inhabitants were thwarted by classified. The 12 members of Team CA305 were not found. In addition to the aforementioned, the interior layout of CA3 had changed significantly since previous investigations. No me mechanism which could explain this has been identified. Update. Three months after the previous incident, white noise was again heard emanating from the auditorium. This time the decision was made to investigate immediately. It was found that most of CA3-2, the designation given to the inhabitants of CA3, had gathered near the doors of the auditorium. A circular hole, roughly six feet in diameter, had formed in the steel barrier, though the interior was not visible. At 0310 hours, an item resembling a classified emerged from the hole and was carried away by inhabitants. The item was placed in one of the classrooms, which had not previously been observed to open. This process continues for upwards of eight hours, with a new item being produced once every three minutes. Most were seen entering a different room or locker, though insufficient personnel were available to track all items. Further investigation revealed that most, if not all, of the items produced exhibited anomalous properties themselves. A significant portion of CA3-2 were involved in either guarding the items produced, collectively CA3-3, or performing various tests on them. I get why they're, they're keeping things classified and redacted because it's like all... You know, military and whatnot, but it kind of is annoying to not have any idea what said items are supposed to be. Mm. So, update. Two days after the previous incident, three identical armed guards appeared near each entrance to CA3. Further attempts to enter the building were futile, as the guards have consistently overpowered all teams sent aid to CA3, regardless of injury or relative level of armaments. 
Note, reports gathered during the two days prior to guards manifesting outside of CA3 appear to confirm that CA3-2 is following standard UIU protocol regarding oh. the items produced by the auditorium. The knowledge of UIU standard procedure is consistent with that of team CA3-05. This kind of reminds me of a, a more a more serious version of the one you wrote of like mm. the extra SCP organization, but it's an extra UIU. Mm. So, updates. During the UIU's tracking of CA-6, two men identical to Agent Dixon, a member of CA-3-06, emerged from a parked car and forcibly detained CA-6, which I, I guess is another anomaly completely separate from this, mm -hmm. dragging him into the car and driving away. Tracking the vehicle for the next eight hours revealed it was driving directly to CA-3. Upon arrival, the vehicle drove directly through the front doors, which the guards had opened shortly before their arrival. CA-6 has not been recovered. So UIU file 0042, message received from CA3. <coughs> so on May 15th, 1965, the following message was transmitted in Morse code from CA3 on standard UIU containment frequencies. Sensitive data has been classified and the beginning of each sentence has been capitalized, but the message has not otherwise been changed. Was this written? This was written in 2011. Was that before your version of I the think foundation so, yes. being recreated? Okay, so this did come first. Yeah. So this is the message. Hello, we are the O5 Council, and we, Secure Contain Protect, we have been shown to do, and it would be nice to be friends. It is nice to be a, uh, been a part of your excellent, but it is best that with superior resources given, the greatness, we will control containment. Our sincerest apologies regarding guards and detainment, workers and secrets kept needed. The time and weights we apologize, the radio blocked by one SCP or two. Expect an expansion soon, for we spaces far although away from auditorium, okay but unwanted. Wait, so is this implying that this file was from the UIU and that this is the creation of the SCP Foundation? Yes, in this version of yeah. the uh, backstory, they are. And this, this this version also does fit with my theory that the SCP organization was made like the 80s or whatever, because this was mm. in 65. Mm. So, so not that long ago. So eight hours later, the following transmission was received. Expanded now. See the blank federal building? It is now a functional. Need doctors, guards, D-men recruiting. Anomalies found and further, possibly international. Researching, of course, possible. International, maybe days, weeks to do. Further, we O5 are aware, sorry to O6 missed, that legible Burley, but go between auditorium, not blank. Goodbye and look with your troubles. For further information, see UIU feel O blank, altered federal building in blank blank, confirmed anomaly 10. So there's another one after that, apparently. It's, it's definitely an interesting take. Hmm. Um... I think part of this was, was lowered for me because I already read your more silly version before. Hmm. Although that does, when you combine these two together, make it funny. Like, hey, how does it feel to be on the other end? Um, but uh, I don't know. Something about it. Maybe it's, it's just too many things. What if story, I think. Yeah. Too many, too many things were like, classified. And I get why if it's the SCP Foundation. Well, the only um, thing that's classified like really are the specific anomalous objects they bring it out, which I we right. can assume are the SCPs. Oh, in that case, that kind of changes. I see. But is still, it... I don't know. It's definitely interesting. Uh, it's a, definitely a more militaristic document, which makes sense because it's more written from the perspective of the, of the FBI group mm. than like a, an organization dedicated to containing anomalies. But the fact that this might be like the source of all anomalies when there's like anomalies that have existed long before. Yeah, I don't think this is my head kind of, but I just think it's an interesting what if story. It's it's interesting. I'm just trying to give my opinion. You know, mm. I I hope I'm, I'm I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, no, I'm just giving that as well. That I uh I personally don't like it as much. I don't hate it or anything. It's not badly written. I don't want to. This isn't anything against uh, communism mm. or win, but this one's definitely. <laughs> 
probably one of my lesser, not as favorite articles. I'd probably give it like a five. Okay. Um, definitely not my favorite 001 either from the ones we've read. What do you but think, with, I, Yeah, what do you think, Boris? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of ambivalent about it as well. It's not my favorite level mm-hmm. one proposal. Uh, but it is a bit clever uh, in the way that, uh, you know, if you go back to the beginning, I guess the clues are, are all there from the beginning that it's going to be like yeah, Team 05 goes missing. Also, was Scantron Communism will win's former name? Or... Yes, that's what I said this as well. Yeah. Oh my god, okay, Tanhoney, I get it. I was focused on the Steve Jobs thing before. How many times have I said stuff and you don't reply or acknowledge what I said at all? Alright, give me a dang break before I break your head in half. Whoa, you see, this is what I deal with on this podcast, Boris. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> <laughs> Driving me nuts, Tan, with how much you ignore me. And the one thing I miss, one little five-minute session of yeah, but uh, another thing is, mm-hmm. what, what did I want to say? Never I'm so sorry, I interrupted with my rant against no, Tan. No, no, I just uh, derailed the... Okay, maybe it will come to me later. I am so, so sorry! <laughs> no, it's not your fault. I can't believe you've done this, Donnell. It's your oh, fault, yeah. and you're the one who kept bringing up I forgot, whatever. Okay, okay, I got it. Okay. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think you've read any UIU file before, or did you? I don't believe so. About the UI... No, we've read things about the UIU because you've told me what well, they were. Yeah, before. I think it means like a but file from the UIU. Oh, no, no, no. We haven't read any UIU files where it's like written as if they're the one who made it. No, because uh, I think the joke of uh, the UIU, so to speak, is that in a lot of articles, they're portrayed as just this incompetent force. Mm-hmm. that always has to kind of uh, refer to uh, the SCP Foundation for help mm-hmm. uh, when things uh, you know, are kind of out of uh, control. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird reversal where like the SCP Foundation is... The um, ones who wanted their help and that the, their original knowledge came from the agents they sent in. Somehow created by the UIU? Yeah. It is very odd. It's like creating C-3PO. But also it looks like the UIU did not manage to contain it. Uh, Not at all. It kind of follows the track of them being incompetent. (laughs) I don't think they're so much as competent as like poorly funded and stuffed. Yeah. I mean, there is this brilliant like tale of like UIU orientation. Yeah, we're going to have to read that sometime. Was it? Yeah, it's, I think it's one of the most voted articles on the wiki. Weren't they going to make, like, a Space Force? Someone should make an SCP about the U.S. Space Force. <laughs> like, at odds with the U- Or a tale like, of them at odds with the UIU. Like, so you won't give us money, but you'll literally give it to fight space aliens that don't exist yet. And then, meanwhile, space aliens on the other end of the universe. <laughs> Damn it! They're creating an army! <laughs> right, okay. I just well, love that. That's the four SCPs we've uh, read through today. Sure, um, and um, by the way, Boris, it was really great to have you. I hope you had fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I have still have no idea why I'm here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just you've just always been a consistent voice in the comments, and we love hearing from you. And we thought it would be great to have you on for an episode. Uh, just a note, though, because we have a bit of a bad lo- backlog, this won't be up till next, week, not tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, I figured figured it out. 
Mm -hmm. But uh, I just think that uh, you're friends with so many brilliant uh, SCP writers that I'm really looking forward to hearing an episode with uh, guests who are actual writers for the week. Yo, we should get Uranium Empire on. We'll see. We'll yeah, see who we can get. That's a really good. You also, one. you also talked about Roger. He he was interested, or Dexanote was it? Um, I, I don't think I, I don't remember specifically what I mentioned. I, I said I couldn't ask them. Maybe. Yeah. So we'll see who yeah, still answers on. my calls. Hang on, I have to. Uh, what, what you... I have to make a joke to Tan in DMs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's uh, so. Uh, sorry, that's sorry great, for that, Boris. Great podcasting, great podcasting. You apologize yeah. to our audience as well because they also didn't miss the joke. Yeah, sorry, it's it's a personal <laughs> me and Tan thing. I'm sorry. Okay. For I'll think of a joke to replace it. Um, knock knock. Oh, oh, that's uh, who's there? Uh, a dead puppy. And thanks for listening to Discovering SCP today, everyone. <laughs> My name is no. Tanhini. This is Darnell. Wait. wait. I have a joke. Okay, go on. Okay. Um, what did Thrall from World of Warcraft serve at his party? I don't fucking know. I don't play World of Warcraft. This is, the... Jobs! And, uh, this is the final episode of Discovering SCP, unfortunately. We won't be airing another one. No, um, wait. Thank okay, you for Kane, listening. You signed off. I'm signing off. Thanks, Please sign thanks, off. Thanks for us. supporting us, everyone. Uh, yeah, signing off. Uh, we will be destroying the Discovery. We will be destroying the Discovering SCP offices after this, so please don't check out this channel. Please don't subscribe. Please don't like the video. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening so far. I I'll miss all of you. Um, bye. Bye. Bye-bye.